And now, get ready for an exclusive look into the music industry with Behind the Mic host, Dylan Ingram. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Mic. I'm your host, Dylan Ingram, and I'm super pumped to have pop artist Alexa Capelli with me today. Alexa, thanks so much for taking the time to come on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So if this is someone's very first time hearing of Alexa Capelli, can you just give us a quick elevator pitch of who you are? Yeah, I mean, my story is, I, I guess like you could say it's simple, but I'll give you the spark notes version. I grew up with uh, my dad played music in the garage with his buddies all the time. My mom thought I could carry a tune. So she signed me up for voice lessons. Fast forward, I was doing musical theater. I went to an art school, started learning how to songwrite. Um, my senior year, I was at a singing show. And once I got off and graduated, I realized I wanted to be an artist and not just a singer or a vocalist. And so I started releasing my own songs and using social media to my advantage. And now I'm here. I love writing songs about personal experiences, but also adding some fun little twists to it to make it um, even deeper, maybe um, a little more fun. I don't know. I already said fun twists, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, I love the duality of music, sometimes happy lyrics and a sad vibe, but sad vibe, happy song. Um, I think that's really fun because life is a lot like that. And yeah. I want to jump now to one of your early songs. This was not necessarily your song, but you featured on it as a vocalist. So back in 2020, you appeared on Artisan Wells' track, You Overcome, which is a powerful Christian ballad. So how did you end up getting on that one and what intrigued you about that project? Yeah, well, I actually grew up in church. Um, I started taking voice lessons when I was seven from the worship leader at the church that I grew up at. Um, musical theater was through there as well. Like they had a good arts program. And so I grew up leading worship. And then when I graduated, I started working at this one church and they had a worship group and were writing songs for it, would do like little retreats and stuff like that. And so they had me sing one of the songs and it came out. And yeah, I love, I love God. It's definitely a part of my everyday life. And uh, I don't think I'd be where I am right now if I didn't. One of your early releases, this was also in 2020, but this was your song that I wanted to highlight is your song Forbidden. Yes. So what do you remember about that one? Oh my gosh, this song was such a game changer for me because it was the first one that like kind of hit on social media in a way, I guess you could say. It was about a situation where a friend of mine had a crush on somebody who had a crush on me, like a love triangle situation. And I guess like at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, this person is off limits. But even if they weren't off limits, like would I even have feelings for them? The music video process was super fun. And 
gosh, like I just, I have so much love for this song. I feel like I've grown a lot since then. I mean, listening back to it and performing it, I'm like, wow, like this was completely a different era of my life, but it it definitely was a part of the journey. So you've been writing and releasing original music for some time now, but something that really helped jumpstart your career and kind of gain some popularity and some stuff like that is you were competing on The Voice a few years ago, which is super cool. So what was that like being on The Voice and how do you think that experience has benefited you now that you're releasing your own music? I really enjoyed being on The Voice. I was in high school. I feel like it was the turning point for me when I came off the show because up until that point, I was learning how to perform and how to sing, but not necessarily how to like use my voice in an artistic way or to have like my own thoughts and opinions and things that I stand for and like get to express those as an artist with like my own creative like spin. So I'm really grateful for that experience, getting to learn what I learned and um, getting to have that kind of exposure. It definitely helped me in the next few years of my life when I was doing gigs and stuff like that. It always made people's ears perk up a little more (laughs) when I would mention it, but I'm really grateful. And I definitely took that as, you know what, I want to be an artist and not just a singer. And I'm I'm really grateful. I think I said that a few times, (laughs) but can never be too grateful. I mean, that's super cool. I know, experience. right? Yeah, yeah. Might as well. If you call me crying, I'll just wanna hang up on you, so don't bother block my number, cause we're done. Oh, it makes me sick how you just quit on us once wasted when you could have just left me alone. Oh, you're so. Currently, your top song on Apple Music is Could Have Just Left Me Alone. So I know that's a super fun one to play live and obviously a fan favorite. So what's memorable about that song to you? Oh, that stupid scream is going to haunt me in my sleep for the rest of my life. When I wrote that song, it was in March and uh, March of 20, yeah, this year. And it feels like it's been forever, but I was at this little like Airbnb in the mountains with my friends that I loved working with and they recorded me like just jamming out to the song that we had literally just written and sometimes when I'm working with people you can ask anybody that I work with if I'm really loving this song I will kind of squeal a little bit to myself or like scream and that was one of those moments just caught on camera and um, it was very organic but like crazy because everyone wanted that scream in the song and it wasn't supposed to be in the song it was just like my excitement And so then went back and forth with like trying to record new screams. Gosh, if my vocal coach from the years ago heard me screaming in that vocal booth, she would have had my neck. That would have been so bad. But um, yeah, I I definitely think that scream is so memorable and so fun because live, I don't have to do it. Like I can just have everyone else scream with me and that's really fun. And the song is super fun to play live. I love doing uh, like a bit of a longer version on stage just to make it last a bit longer, but yeah, that scream. I just remember me and my producer just like hitting our heads against the wall. Like, oh, I posted one scream. They don't like it. All right, back to the studio. Try and see more. We ended up like pulling the actual audio from that video and putting it in the song. Yeah, that's super cool. Who knew that it's going to take so many scream takes on one song? <laughs> I know. I think we had like 30 options, like not even lying. Hey, got to have options. But that's cool that, and super organic that you ended up taking the original one just from that video. Yeah. So that's, that's the fun fact for today. A bunch of scream takes on <laughs> Could Have Just Left Me Alone. 
But to do music professionally like you do, you have to obviously love it, and it's obvious that you do. So what would you say is the best part of getting to do music as a job? People. Just people. I think collaborating is super fun. I love co-writing. I love getting to like kind of balance ideas off of each other, especially if it's somebody that I can already like kind of trust. And like a per- like that's why like my collaborator on um, Could Have Just Left Me Alone, Tommy Driscoll, like he's a great one to work with because we just like shoot it straight. Like that's a good idea. No. Or like if we're like really into something like it's 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 fun. Like it's it's getting to hang out with people and make something together. Um, I love like working with my management team. They're also really great at strategy and like digital stuff. So like getting to make videos like TikToks and um, respond to comments and my label has been super helpful as well. It's just I love getting to interact. And I think that's something that makes at least the social media aspect of it a little bit more human and less, I guess, just like a machine. Like I there are other people on the other side of that screen and whatever I can do to connect with them, like I will. So yeah, I, I think just other people. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You weren't good enough for me. Those were your words. You said it first. You couldn't see that if we were still together. This is my personal favorite song of yours, and it was released earlier this year. So when sharing the song on Instagram, you said it was your favorite too. So what's special about that one to you? This is just a song that I needed. Like last summer, I ended a little fling and it was really hard for me. I am, I guess you could say picky, but I mean, might as well be if you're going to be dating somebody and sharing your life with them. I like this person a lot. They just had some things on paper that weren't what I wanted. And like, unfortunately, like I had to say bye and that really sucked. But um, it was also this like learning curve where it's like, you know what, like, do I actually believe that what I want is out there? If the answer is yes, like I can, I don't have to settle for this. Like, you know, like this isn't as good as it gets. And like, maybe there is someone out there, but honestly, at the end of the day, like maybe there might not be. And that's okay. Like having to like come to terms with that too, is like kind of sounds depressing, but like, like I'm like, I think if I remember that I am content within myself and like what I believe, like then I'm going to be good no matter what. And this song, when I was going through all that, like I really would have loved to have a song like this just to make it a little bit easier to feel a little bit more understood so once I kind of like got over that hurdle of like sadness then I um, went to Nashville and I wrote with my friend Hannah Traeger on her bedroom floor and we just like talked all about it and um, temporary came out of it and I'm so proud of it this song I feel like sonically also feels a lot like me like it has the nostalgia but then also like it makes you want to like jump around so yeah uh, I, I just feel like this song kind of feels like homey in a way like it like, feels like a hug and I think back to like what I was feeling last summer and like I really I'm really glad that this song can be something like that to people who might be going through the same thing hey, does anyone know what
Broke and Lonely is a song off of your Confused at 22 EP. What do you remember about that one? Oh, wow. Okay, I wrote this one. So I used to live in a trailer. I renovated it. My family, we went camping in it all the time. And so in the middle of COVID, I was doing all my sessions from this trailer that I lived in. Uh, and the acoustics were not good in there, but I could still do Zoom sessions. And that was really fun. But this one artist that I had met through, I think I think it was, um, oh, what's that? service submit hub we would like submit our songs in there and i was independent and like we connected and she was like we should write together so then we did a session over zoom from my trailer and we wrote this song and i was just talking about how like money's running low and i'm in the it's the middle of the pandemic like i'm alone i live by myself in this trailer and <laughs> we were just talking all about it and like i think i wanted something that really encompassed that feeling of like stuck between like like teenager and like adult like this young adult like struggle and I mean of course like there have been people who've been like I'm you know 40 something and I'm still struggling with this like I still relate to this song which of course ages but a number but as far as like finishing out like the EP too like I feel like it really fits on there and um it's so fun to sing too live I can't wait to do like more shows and stuff and get to hear everyone go hey has anyone what? <laughs> like that'd be so fun but, I know, it's such an iconic part of the song. Yeah, especially when the guitars come in, like, after the bridge, yeah. oh, I lose my mind. Braver on the phone than face to face, playing hard to get it in my thing. You're cool, but I don't want to overthink. If you wanted me, you'd say something. Taking up all my energy, wishing you would make a move on me. You're cool, but I don't want to overthink. If you wanted me, you'd say something. Wanna forget. Another song off of that EP is Say Something. So that's another one of the fan favorites. And I'm sure it's, I guess all of these are fun to play live. I mean, we can, I'm just going to say that about everyone. I'm sure it's super fun to play live. <laughs> it's a good so, problem to have. Yeah, yeah, that's a great problem to have. So Say Something, how fun is that one to play live? Oh, so I did this one last night, actually, at my show. I always pull out the heart glasses that I wore in that first initial video that I posted. And yes. everyone, like, knows <laughs> when I pull out those glasses, like, game over. Like, I also, something that I really love to do when I perform live is, I, I think music is so connecting like I talked about before I love like having relationships with people and so if I can go to a concert and I know every word and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs and there's someone next to me doing the exact same thing like we must have something in common like we've got to right and I think it's really cool when artists make space for people to like actually meet each other at concerts and at live music events so for this song like I love to be like okay turn the person next to you and like if you wanted me if you wanted me you'd say something you'd say something like it's just so so fun and then like a call and response oh it's just the best and I think performing live it, it is one of those songs where I get to showcase my voice in a way too and it was the first song that like sparked the idea of the EP yeah you mentioned that show last night we'll get into some more specifics of that later but at that show last night what would you say of your set list was the favorite song to play live for you ah uh... I mean, I, I feel like Say Something just has a place in my heart because people get to like chat and stuff and like get to meet. Like, I love that. I love looking in the audience and seeing people talk to each other. Like, that's what I want. If I if I can have a tour in the next few years of my life and have someone come up to me and be like, yeah, me and my best friend came. She's going to be the bridesmaid in my wedding. Like, yeah. we met at your concert a year ago. Like, that'd be sick. That but would be... just left me alone. I mean, when everyone screams, that's just yeah. top notch, too. So hard, hard to pick a favorite. I know. Here we go again, thinking when will this and wish I knew you think you love me, but then criticize my every move. You can't be happy for anyone, no, not even 
So your latest single, Lose Lose, just released about a week ago. What do you want people to know about this release? I wrote this song about a friendship that went bad. It was actually really hard for me. I, I feel like breakups are one thing, but friendship breakups are different. I had never really gone through that before. I mean, there have been moments in my life where I've lost people or we faded away, but clean cuts like that, I don't usually do. If, if someone's taking my energy, I just kind of stop giving it. But this person really wanted to either be friends or not. And like, I was like, okay, like, I guess we're not friends then because there was so much of my energy that, that was just being taken. And I, I didn't feel like being with them or being around them brought me to life anymore. And, and it's unfortunate because I did enjoy their company when they were willing to like, you know, be positive with me and like give it. But at the end of the day, it was more of a, a win to walk away than it would have been to stay. So yeah, Lose Lose is just about being in a situation with someone where there's nothing that you can do right. Everything is wrong. There's going to be a problem. So I hope that this song can be something to people that maybe feel a little bit misunderstood in their relationships or friendships and can allow them to kind of vocalize where that is and maybe speak up a bit. Um, I know for me, sometimes I kind of just succumb to the role of maybe fixer and I, I'm not that I'm not a fixer but I'm more willing to help if someone is willing to like let me help them if they want but yeah just had to walk away from my own mental health so something that's super cool about that release lose lose is that it was entirely female written and produced so how special is that to you and that was so good i walk into the session and granted i had never met these people before yeah. in my life and i was in the middle of going through this friendship breakup and i was just like this person keeps sending me paragraphs like i don't know what to do um and really it felt like a therapy session skylar stone street's an amazing writer um she's got some awesome cuts and i'm i'm so grateful that she wanted to sit with me and write and stuff and her energy is amazing we like clicked really well and pom-pom was great but i was able to like just express and like talk about everything that had happened and we picked and choose the best moments and put them in the song and um i even have a video of us doing it because we're all women of course like i i i, I um I have this video of us recording the background vocals for the song, like the gang vocals. And it's like a really, really low octave. And it was just like, we were all like in our the depths of our range, like, wish I knew. Like, it was just so low. <laughs> the video so funny. Um, but they were amazing and super fun to work with. And I really want to get some more songs in with them. And just, I think the fact that it was all female, like that just makes my heart, ah. Uh, Love. Yeah, that's super awesome. I know that was special to be a part of. You've touched on this a little bit earlier, but several of your songs have accompanying music videos. So what's special to you about having music videos in addition to just the songs? I feel like it adds a whole nother level of the story that you might not have gotten in just the song. For example, my song Body Language on my EP. There were so many little Easter eggs that I put in this song that, to be honest with you, only the person that I wrote the song about was going to catch. <laughs> it's just like, just a little, a little evil maybe, but I, it was just fun for me to be able to do that. And the song it was about like not getting to ever meet someone in person, but like having them flatter you regardless and not really know who you are. Um, and so I think there's something to be said about like online dating or like I'm getting like set up with somebody like, you know, you don't really know someone until you know someone. So I got to act like a crazy person in that video. I jumped into a, I literally fell back into a pool at, at 1.30 in the morning in December with, a short shorts and like this like really thin like top like it was like a jumper and this crazy black wig and um safe to say that the wig did not make it the wig was just trash after that but yeah it, it definitely adds another, another like level to it that I think is really fun for the audience 
taking a step away from music now, what are some of your other hobbies that you enjoy outside of music? I make a mean vegan lasagna. Ooh, I've been vegan for four nice. years and my friends like rave about it. My best friend, all she wanted for her birthday, for her graduation, she was like, just make me lasagna. Like that's all I want. So I, I, I'd say cooking is really fun for me. I love hiking. I love a good game night. Love hanging out with my friends and the planner of the friend group for sure. Like the someone way. wants to do something, they're like, "Okay, let's tell Alexa so she can plan it all." That's super cool. What, that seems to be a common theme. Uh, not not the game nights, but chefs chefing up. A lot of people I've had on this show have said they like to cook and have these special dishes. Jennifer Hart was a big cooker that I had on earlier, but yeah, several people like to cook. So maybe that's something that. If you want to be a successful musician, maybe you need to take up some cooking. Maybe that's it. Start cooking. Yeah, that's the secret, I think, or something like that. But <laughs> so um, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something else that has helped jumpstart your career, and it's getting a lot more common for people to gain popularity this way, but you've gained a lot of traction through social media. So how would you say that social media has helped you grow your fan base and generate new listeners? Just consistency. I I'd say that social media has really like changed the game for a lot of people for me especially growing up like just getting to sing music all the time like and doing performances of course the pandemic really like hit all of us so being able to just show up consistently online was just a different way for me to do what I was kind of already doing before and I I'm I'm honestly loving it like I know that there's like this stigma around social media and mental health but once you get into the habit of like just doing things that like make you like feel so much joy like for me example like every morning I journal I journal my prayers my thoughts like everything and if I don't then like the day is a little bit wonky for me but it allows me to feel like heard and seen and and loved in a way that I can show up and give love to other people. So even if it is through a screen, of course, my thumbs get tired after a while of responding to comments. Um, but I love getting to talk to people and share my music with them. It's my favorite thing. So definitely, definitely a fan of social media and even getting to be a fan of people as well, like commenting on musicians and artists that I love on their stuff, you know, and getting to kind of feel what it's like from the other side still. So we've hinted at this a couple of times already in this episode, but so we're filming this on Wednesday, November 16th. Last night you play a show at the Marcon Lounge in LA where you played with Andy and Lauren Weintraub. So mm -hmm. what was that experience like? It was so fun. I actually met Andy at our friend Sadie Jean's show a few weeks ago and we'd been mutuals for a while. And then she asked me if I wanted to open for her and I was like, absolutely, yes. And it was funny because I mentioned I'd gone to a Blake Rose concert the week or two before at the Moroccan Lounge and thought the venue was sick. So yeah, they were fantastic. They killed it. I had met Lauren a few times um, and she's phenomenal. Andy, love her music, love her just style as well. She had the glitter going. She was on it and her fans were so sweet and everything. They Some of them came up to me and um, just, you know, thanked me for singing and told me that I did well. So it was really fun. And uh, yeah, good friends, good people. So how long ago did you get asked to do this? Because you said you went to that concert like two weeks ago and you're like, man, this would be cool to play here. And you here you are just a couple weeks later. So how long ago did they ask you to play? I think it was not more than two or three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And thankfully, my guitarist, his name is Zeph. He's actually, he's the one who produced Body Language and um, some other songs that I have in the works. And he's been super awesome, great friend as well, and played for me, did tracks and was like so ready to go to. And I told him, I was like, I have a show. He was like, I'm doing it. And I was like, yes.
Christmas is just a few weeks away, so we can't skip over this. Just a few weeks ago, you released an amazing cover of Wham's hit Christmas song, Last Christmas. So how did you decide to cover that one? Um, so I context, I, I signed to my label in May. I've been an artist on Arista Records for a few months now, and they've been awesome. And they were like, we love Christmas songs. Like, we love a good Christmas song. And I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, like, which one would I want to do? Maybe an original, maybe a cover. But I was thinking back to temporary and, like, kind of what I felt last year during the holidays and when I wrote the song and everything. And I was like, this, like, this song was, like, had always been special to me, my high school relationship. December was just like the really emotional month for me for some reason growing up. So yeah, when I thought of last Christmas, I was like, this is perfect. And um, the producer on it, he um, helped me with it. His name's Tommy, Tommy Driscoll. He did Could Have Just Left Me Alone as well. Um, I think he nailed it and made it feel like me, but also timeless in a way. Um and also ties into the kind of sound that I've been leaning into more recently. I love, I love this song. In talking before this, I was talking with your manager and she told me that you're currently working on building your debut album, which is super exciting. So what do you want fans to know about that upcoming project? This, I can't give away the title yet. I want to so bad. Like the title is, the title makes so much sense. Like if you listen to the songs that I've been putting out recently, could have just left me alone, temporary, lose, lose, like this title, like it's all going to be about this concept. Um, but all I'll say right now is that it's really been a process and I cannot wait to continue to work on it and finish it and share it with people. I think a lot of my life recently has been just like just a lot of growth, right? Like my word for this year was exponential growth and like, like, thank God that like all of that has been actually happening. But with that comes a lot of loss as well. You know, like I, I think sometimes for things to grow, other things have to kind of die out a bit. And um, this album has has really been a process for me as far as like figuring all that out I guess you could say so yeah this album is really going to be special to me it's my first album which is literally insane but I know that I'm going to make a lot a lot of albums in my life yeah so of course this first one's going to be this first one's going to be special yeah so that's super exciting do you have like any kind of general idea when that might come out or are y'all still discussing that to be determined I'd like to see it come out in the spring or summer but not quite sure yet. Fans will have to stay tuned. So speaking of staying tuned, what's the best way for fans to engage with you and get updates about when that album's coming? Yes, definitely follow me on Instagram. My username is Alexa Capelli, Capelli with two P's and two L's. People sometimes forget that. Um, and then my TikTok as well, Alexa Capelli Music. Following me on Spotify is the best thing. And then also sometimes I think I'm funny and I tweet funny things so twitter's also a great space <laughs> to follow me if you want to get a glimpse into my brain but socials tons of different ways to follow her and keep up with alexa and her music and everything that she's got going on so make sure to go follow her on all the socials she just mentioned and of course stream the music on streaming platforms and when she's able to hit the road some more go out and enjoy a good show because i mean i was seeing some of the videos from last night definitely looks like a good time i know alexa would love to see you out there and just make make a great atmosphere but alexa thanks again for taking the time to come on thank you so much this was awesome that was Behind the Mic with Dylan Ingram. Make sure to stay tuned for future episodes. Speed, my body, language, get impatient.